Hi there, I'm Morgan and this is Find Your Niche. I'm so excited for today's episode. I had the opportunity to chat with Anna Haddock. Anna is a lifestyle blogger, the creator of the Coffee Table blog, and also works in digital marketing. I love Anna's story because of how much she inspired me to get to work. She follows her curiosity that leads her to new passions, and then she does the actual work, the learning to excel at her passions such as photography, blogging, and promoting other brands. I had so much fun chatting with Anna, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. Where are you originally from? Um, So I'm originally from Cameron, North Carolina, which is about an hour from Raleigh. Um, Very small town where I grew up. But not, you know, not too too far from here. So it's good to be able to still go home easily and visit my family there. They're still all there. Everyone <laughs> lives super close together. Uh-huh. No one's spread out at all. So do you yeah. have any siblings? Yeah, I have a little sister. Um, she is about to turn 20, actually. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, she lives in Cameron as well. Uh, <laughs> but she loves to come up to Raleigh and experience mm-hmm. the city all the time though. <laughs> super fun you went to Meredith College what led you up here to Raleigh for that yeah so I actually um I had worked with a college advisor who kind of pulled different colleges for me um, when I was going through the application process and Mm -hmm. at the time I was interested in majoring in marketing something with fashion so it led me to Meredith I had never even heard of Meredith it was um I just kind of stumbled upon it on the list and it was one of the two schools that I visited and I just fell in love so oh that's so perfect yeah I loved Meredith too I remember looking at schools back then and Meredith like I love the all-girl aspect of it yeah like that's something that like really resonated with me and I settled on state so yeah I thought it was gonna be weird and then you know, I ended up having a lot of friends from home, like come up a state and William Peace. So I still mm-hmm. like hung out with different guys and, you know, it wasn't like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not uh, like you didn't have those guys in your life. Yeah. It's so funny. Everyone would always be like, sounds kind of weird. Like, does it feel weird? I'm like, no, not really. It's actually great because I don't really care about how I look in class. Cause I'm not trying to meet anybody there. <laughs> yeah. I'm so jealous actually. And then like so much less, like, well, I don't know, but in my head, I would imagine like less competition almost like you're not trying to impress anyone you know necessarily yeah it was definitely a great place to like focus on academics and you know you weren't looking around scouting (laughs) guys so (laughs) totally your parents must have been super happy (laughs) (laughs) and it will funny now because like I'm way out of college and still single and I'm like well this is what I get for (laughs) no we're in the middle of the pandemic too you know so hopefully there's a lot less pressure yeah I know that's what I keep telling myself (laughs) what did you end up majoring in so yeah it's interesting my whole college (laughs) background story um so when I started Meredith I went for their fashion merchandising program Mm -hmm. my dream job at the time was being um like a merchandiser at Belk in Charlotte. Uh, So I started that major and I kind of learned quickly that um, it wasn't really the right fit for me. And I took a nutrition class as a PE credit Mm -hmm. because I do less physical activity. A hundred percent. They were all booked for me. Yeah. And, you know, I had growing up, like my mother studied nutrition. And so it was always something that was a part of my life, Um, but I never 
considered it as a career option for me. And then I took that class and I realized how interested I was in health and nutrition and wellness. And so I switched over to nutrition and I completed my bachelor's in that. Okay. Um, yeah. But then after a couple of years of college, I ended up doing a internship for a place at the table. I saw you interviewed Maggie. So yes, yes. I was on your LinkedIn today and I was like, oh my goodness, look at these connections. Yeah. So that's really the internship that kind of, you know, made me pivot into marketing. You know, I was offered the internship through a friend who had done it through NC State. And it was kind of like marketing. And then I saw it as like still nutrition related because it's all about getting healthy food to people. Mm -hmm. And during that internship, I was doing a lot of social media, uh, marketing, PR, news releases, all those things. And I really enjoyed all those marketing activities and just getting like the name out there of something so good. Like it just made me really passionate. And I was like, okay, well now I want to do marketing. (laughs) So... I ended up, I was like, let me finish my degree in nutrition. I've come this far. Mm -hmm. It's a hard major to do. I was already really far into it. Um, So I completed that, but then I just took on any marketing internships I could because I knew I wanted to work in marketing after college. So, so you took that your first internship, well, not maybe your first, but the internship with the place at that table, what year were you in college? Um, I think it was my sophomore year. Okay. So then you did more internships throughout it in marketing Yes, yeah. and finishing your degree with nutrition though. And in your head, were you thinking like, I'm going to do marketing, like I'm going to graduate college and like do this. Yeah. I, it was kind of crazy. I was just so deep into nutrition. There was a little bit where I considered double majoring. <laughs> I was taking on also like as many marketing courses as I could at Meredith. Yeah. Um, so I was able to do, you know, a lot of classes there on the subject. Um, but I was like, this is where my passion lies. And I, I'm still very passionate about nutrition, but I just realized I didn't want to work in a hospital as a clinical dietitian. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to open my own practice. So it just wasn't really lining up with what I saw for myself. So I was like fully not expecting you telling me you, you majored in nutrition. It's so funny in, in job interviews, the whole story. I'm like, yeah, like I have- let's get deep. <laughs> yeah. But I love it. I love that, you know, a place at the table. I love their missions and everything. That was your first internship and it was related to nutrition, obviously, and the marketing and, and that's where you found your passion. And then you kind of self-taught yourself and yeah, figured it out. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's really all about the actual work you put into whatever mm-hmm. it is you want to, you know, build your career in. Yeah. I just started taking on marketing internships and taking as many classes as I could. And, you know, it, it just grows from there. Like that's what I was putting my time. Yeah. So, so when you graduated college, what was your first job? Um, so my first job right out of college, I, within my senior year of college, I was working at a very small marketing agency. It was kind of like a three person team, Mm -hmm. have an office or anything. It was kind of like a little startup. Um, I'd started working with them senior year. And then after I graduated, I just took on some more work there. And I did that for a couple for a couple of months, and then I was approached by a local boutique owner in Cameron Village, and she hired me on as her marketing person. Um, mm-hmm. And so I did that job. I was doing marketing and social media work for two stores in Cameron Village for about a year, 
um, before I found my job I'm at now at a local automotive group. So yeah, no, I love this. So the boutique in Cameron Village, that was the local squirrel. Yes. The local squirrel and Glow Raleigh, which was next to it. And I know she was a Meredith grad. So is that how you guys connected just through friends of friends or something? Yeah. She opened the store when I was still a student at Meredith. Um, so it kind of word traveled fast that there was a store owned by an alum. So I was a frequent shopper at the store and then I had, I had also started my blog at the time. So we kind of connected through social media and, you know, I think she kind of kept up with me and what I was doing online and yeah, we just, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's get into the blog then the coffee table blog. Yes. When did this idea pop into your head? When, when did you start it? What was the vision? Yeah. So I started my blog at the beginning of 2017. So this is my fifth year blogging. Um, it's kind of funny. I feel like at my age, like I kind of grew as social media grew. Like mm-hmm. I remember, you know, the start of Instagram and making an account in high school and yeah, you could scroll back and see the random pictures. I've it's, it's crazy how far it's come, but I've been on so- social media a while. Um, and I kind of, I became a really big fan of YouTube content creators back in high school and early mm-hmm. days. And it was kind of before, you know, Instagram influencers were ever a thing. There wasn't really a lot of that. Totally. I remember those days. I was obsessed with watching girls vlog about their closet hauls and stuff. Yes, I was so into that. And I was like, (laughs) how can I do something like this? I love this kind of creative outlet they have going on. And I was like, I did not feel comfortable filming myself. Mm -hmm. I'm too shy. And so I was like, I can start writing. I can start a blog, have a website. Yeah. I did that. And then I also kind of started sharing it on social media, you know, check out my website. Um, And so it just started from there. It was kind of the early days of blogging and Instagram being used for marketing. So I think I started at a really good time um, and just kind of grew as it grew. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of how it all got started. Really, it's just a platform for me to share what I was doing as like a new Raleigh, you know, new living in the city and mm-hmm. sharing with a lot of my family and friends back home or from high school. And yeah, then I just got to know more people in the community. And it's just grown. I love how it's like, I think we're like the same age. So I love like how like we really did grow up. You know, we didn't have social media as kids, like how kids yeah. have it now, we but the days with no internet and the dialogue. Yes. Like, yes. 100%. <laughs> I remember AOL dialogue, yes. but you know, in like high school, like Facebook, you know, was there and, mm-hmm. you know, I guess the Instagram started in college. I, I don't remember when I got my first Instagram. Like senior year of high school. It was at the very end. Okay. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Because I remember posting yeah. about my birthday. I know. I posted Farming. my, getting my <laughs> car. All <of> yes. <laughs> yeah. So like, and I remember when I was in college, I was like, oh, this blogging thing, you know, was around, but like it was really blowing up. And I was like, oh, should I start a blog? Like, what would I blog about? You know? Yeah. So I love how like for you, you did it and it was so natural because you were coming up with it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny too. Like even then, like the more people I knew were doing YouTube and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't even find many just blogs like where yeah. writing on the internet. It was hard to find blogs back then too. Yeah. I think I really had like one girl that I knew she did YouTube <laughs> and a blog and that kind of inspired me. I was like, oh, well, I can do it, you know, on this. One. Yeah. Um, yeah and it's it's crazy how much instagram has taken off it's 
you know, when I started my blog, it was really me on my blog writing things all the time. And now mm-hmm. I feel like I'm putting so much more time into Instagram and different social media platforms and less the writing. Yeah, it's actually, it's crazy. I say this to like so many people, like these business owners, it's like the only thing you need almost is an Instagram page that's thriving. Like yeah. you don't even need, I mean, you need a website too, obviously to sell your products or whatever, but like back like 10 years ago no one would have thought that like it's mind-blowing and like people are influencers like anyone can be an influencer you know which is amazing like it's so much more reachable and like you know kids are growing up like I want to be an influencer one day I know that's isn't that funny? I never thought and like, that some kids that might be like their dream job. Oh, I'm a hundred percent sure they're like, yeah, I want to be an influencer because I know like kids who are like, I want to be a YouTuber who like right. plays Minecraft, you know? Mm-hmm. And I remember like growing up like, wow, a celebrity is so cool. Like I knew people who wanted to be like celebrities. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, my dream job as a kid, I wanted <laughs> to be either like a famous singer or an actress or a fashion yeah. designer. Those are my big three. But that's what I love so much about Instagram is how anyone can grow it. And it's like so accessible to anyone if you put the time and effort into it. Yeah. I also love that you focus so heavily on your blog because your blog's gorgeous. Thank you. And I know a lot, like, you know, you follow influencers or micro influencers or whatever, and they try to add the blogging aspect into it, who become a lifestyle blogger or whatnot they want to be. And they just don't have that background or the like motivation to actually do it. And I love being able to go on your Instagram page and then also hear like a real story, a blog connected to it. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, you know, it's kind of, I keep different things on the blog than Instagram. Mm-hmm. And if you especially go back to kind of when I first started, they were very personal, very like almost kind of poems. Like diary yes. entries. Yes, that's kind of how it started. I just, I really wanted it to be just a way I could document my life and my growth. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I've always wanted to keep it very personal. Yeah, I remember when I started my blog, the only other bloggers on Instagram were all like, shop the Nordstrom sale or mm-hmm. here's all these tops on sale or you know things like that and I I was like I don't want to share that kind of content it's all about being relatable I mean if you can't feel like they're your friend then it's I mean yeah were you ever nervous like sharing when you kept growing you know when it was like maybe outside of friends and family like did you ever get like shy so it's funny I feel like now I I don't really care about what strangers think or like, you know, a million different Instagram users could see my stuff and like, I don't care, but Mm -hmm. I care more about like what my friends, family, coworkers could think. Yeah. Because as it's grown, it has changed a little bit. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I'm more worried about that. Just like. Well, I think that says a lot about your character. I think that's good. (laughs) Well, and it's interesting too. I have to remind myself, like the people who truly support you and love you they're not gonna judge you and be critical of what you're putting out there they're no. gonna be proud of you so yeah I think I just get a little doubtful sometimes which we all do but yeah no that's lovely I'm like so shy like I honestly can't even believe I do this and I've had such trouble like putting myself out there I would not know you're shy <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny I know like to me like sharing like 
I love following you guys. Like I love following you. It's just like, I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Well, and I know there was like a little bit last year where I felt like it got really big to constantly have your face on stories, constantly be filming yourself yeah. in front of the camera. And I really, I had to force myself to do that because I was like, mm-hmm. I love seeing all these other people do it. And it's so great. And you really feel connected to them. And I was like, I need to just get used to it and do it. Yeah. Um, and now I can do it just fine, but yeah, no, I love that. You have around 6,000 Instagram followers, which is just insane. How, how did you scale your Instagram page? Yeah, it's been a really, it's been a slow process. Like growth has been hard for me, but I think it's more important to have like slow and steady growth than to ever buy your followers or do anything, Mm -hmm. you know, like I want to keep it. I want to care more about serving who's already following me and connecting with my audience that I already have that are mm-hmm. already, you know, super supportive and loyal to me rather than being worried about growing all the time. So yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with like the slow and steady growth that I've had over the past few years. Um, I think sharing a lot of like local content has really helped me grow too. So yeah, mm-hmm. but it's really just connecting on a deep level with people and then them sharing you to their friends and being like, hey, check Anna out, like if you need some sort of recommendation or things like that. So, yeah, no, I love it. And like 6,000, you know, I know some people would be like, maybe that's not like a million followers, but right. girl, that's a lot of followers. That's super exciting for growth, you know? Yeah, like I read somewhere this week, it's like, you might think your number is like pretty small, but like think about all those people if they were in like a room yes. with you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot. Like uh, a room girl, you would be like outside, you know, stadium <laughs> at know. least, you know. Like, <laughs> <That's so valuable. laughs> well, and it's just like, you know, you didn't buy your followers. These are 6,000 people who actually look at your posts, look at your stories and like connect. Yeah. Which is so cool. Crazy. I'm um, so thankful for every single one. It's crazy. What about marketing for your Instagram page? What What does that look like? What did that look like in the beginning? Can you share any tips? Yeah, because in the beginning, it was kind of because there were so few, I feel like businesses started to look for bloggers in the area. And so um, when you would look on like the hashtag Raleigh blogger hashtag mm-hmm. page, there weren't as many people. So it was kind of, I feel like I started to be invited to things a lot, you know, at the beginning, um, connected with a lot of different businesses at the beginning, uh, just because there were only a certain number of us in the area and it's grown so much since then, but I feel like that really helped me grow in the beginning. Um, and also just getting connected early on with those PR companies in the area. Like I still work with now and Mm -hmm. things like that have, been the most helpful and there used to be a lot of different like blogger uh, meetups in the area in different counties around here and that helped me connect with a lot of people too in the very beginning you know you kind of I talked to um Aaron with RDU Gems and you guys just have like the same vibes I love it (laughs) I love it yeah I love that good that was good okay so you said previously that you work with Johnson Automotive now Mm -hmm. for marketing for them So what does that look like as a career? Yeah, so I do a lot of different things there. I, my biggest priority is managing all our customer reviews that come in. Anytime you leave a Google review on one of our dealerships, I'm responding. <laughs> so I'm doing that a big portion of my day. I'm also responsible for a lot of the photography in the company. 
I do all the employee photos. I do our ad photos. Um, mm-hmm. Things like Walter Magazine, Durham Mag. Um, so I take cars out on the town and take photos, which is super fun. Um, and then I help run our social media accounts as well and doing community engagement things. We do a lot of filming fun videos with our community partners. And Yeah, that sounds like so much fun. How did you learn photography because I saw that photo in that magazine the other day and it was gorgeous thank you yeah I I do a lot of photography now it's been something I am so glad I learned because it's something I really enjoy doing Mm -hmm. Uh, I had like a little bit of photography background at that point when I got hired but not much so I kind of had to just learn and practice when I was at the boutiques in Cameron Village Mm -hmm. and at that job, I was doing photography weekly. For Glow, I was doing it with models. So I was learning how to pose people and, you know, work with people in front of a camera. And then with Local Squirrel, I was doing product. So I was doing flat look. So you were everything. <laughs> so it really helped me grow in photography because it was just like, you know, we need you to take photos. I was like, well, you mm-hmm. got it. And so I was practicing photography every week. And then it's... The connections that I made there, I ended up doing photo shoots for other people like outside that job. And even now I do a lot of photography on the side, all sorts. So I love this. I love how self-taught you are. You just kind of like followed your like passions and things. And, you know, you were asked to do things and you just figured out and are excelling at them, which is so incredible. Yes. And also my, the photographer that takes all my photos, Sam Holt, he helped me a lot too, because he's a Mm full-time photographer. So be like, um, how do I do this? (laughs) But still, I mean, that's not an easy task, you know, like Sam Holt is a photographer, like, you know, he does that, you know, as his career basically. And like, you're just jumping into this for whoever you're working for needing it. Yeah. So it's been in that, it's definitely one of my favorite things that I do. It's one of my favorite hobbies. I love doing photos for people. So I'm so glad that I learned how to do that in my last job. Oh, I love that. I, I really love just the self-taught. Did you, you know, for marketing and photography and I'm sure like, you know, blogging even, have you taken any courses online, any like Skillshares or, or something like that? Um, I haven't done many uh, I did a lot of Googling in the beginning. There are a lot <laughs> of different blog posts out there on yeah. the internet that people have shared. But I did buy, I've bought a couple courses before uh, on some different topics. Yeah, nothing nothing very specific. I've kind of- So just a lot of Googling. Yeah, and it's really helped just kind of having my blog early on and growing like with social, like I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. like I've just been on the back end of social media marketing for so long that I've just seen what works and yeah, what doesn't. like you, you figured out like hashtags and SEO and like, yeah, Instagram's changing their algorithm all the time. And just, yeah. So you just kind of just grew with it. Yeah. Well, I love it. Okay. Creating content. Okay. Sorry. I'm jumping back and forth between these careers. (laughs) My questions are not organized. (laughs) Creating content is a lot of work. I know it from just like my basic posts. You post regularly, obviously. You got to stay relevant with this Instagram algorithm. Yeah. How do you, how do you do it? How do you create all of your content? Do you do block scheduling? Like, you know, do you have a preview layout? Like, what's it like? I wish I did. <laughs> I, you, I 
really just whatever time I have left at the end of the day, I make it. I schedule out a couple things. I'll be like, hey, Sam, what's a good day? We can take some photos. And like, that mm-hmm. will be my content making day as far as like going out and getting actual photos. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to post, I don't use any kind of scheduling. I I post live. So I'm writing, yeah. I'm writing my caption based on however I'm feeling that day, whatever I'm doing. Uh-huh. Um, so it's always kind of live. The only thing that I use to plan out a little bit is I use like one of the grid apps to kind of like lay out my photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but everything else is just done live and whenever I have the time. Okay. How do you, like, you're killing me here. Like you do so much. How do you have, like, I would be so psycho. I'd be like, I am not built like for that. I have to plan or I get so stressed, but you're just accomplishing many things. Your digital marketing career, you know, photography, this, oh my gosh. I'm a list, a huge list maker. If I write everything down on that piece of paper, I want to get done that day. Like I will make it happen. I love it. I'm I'm the same way. wake up really early and like, you know, work late, like whatever mm. I need to do, like to get everything done. I need your motivate motivation in life. That's, you know, that's the fun part about blogging and Instagram for me. It's like at the end of the day, like that account is still my personal account. Yeah. You know, that is my one account. And if I don't have time for it that day, like who cares? You know, it's oh I love it. I love that it's still your personal account. And that it seems like you're still having fun with it every day. It's kind of like yeah. your release at the end of the day. I don't ever, uh, yeah, I don't ever want to not have fun with it. Like that, okay. is, I want it to be my fun, my fun hobby. That's my space. So I'm never, I never want to force myself to do it or like post if I'm not, post if I don't feel like it because that's not gonna, I think people can tell mm-hmm. like, you're not really, if you didn't really put a lot of thought into that caption you wrote and you were just like oh I gotta post like Mm -hmm. but I think you can tell sometimes and so it's like I'd rather wait and like go a week or two without posting because I got busy and like have something that I put thought into and put effort into do you have a goal of posts you like to post a week like do you have a number you know I don't hold myself anything I like to post like two or three times a week on my feed and I try to be on stories every day posting something and you know it doesn't have to be me like Mm -hmm. videos and stuff but I do try to be present on there sharing things every day okay girl you are a partner with fabletics which is so exciting oh my gosh (laughs) killing it in that white set I want to know how you connect with these brands how like you know it doesn't have to be fabletics specifically but it is so exciting to see the brands you work with you connect with promoting and just like killing it out there it yeah I am so excited about like the brands that I am partnering with right now. It's really fun. Um, a lot of brands will just directly reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are certain local brands that I will sometimes email and pitch if I have a really good idea or there's a certain holiday or theme coming up and I have a really good idea for it. And I'll be like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Like, do you want to collaborate? So it's it's a good mix of like me reaching out and then also... I feel like so many brands and companies nowadays have an influencer marketing person. 
mm-hmm. always hunting for people to work with and so I just I get a lot of emails with different opportunities pretty frequently so that's so exciting yeah that's just so cool you know to be working with these amazing partners companies that you probably you know love I mean I love Fabletics. I love Kate Hudson I just you do she's my favorite yeah so. I'm such a fan her and her little daughter when they do their like little meditation videos so cute <laughs> do you think people have to have a certain number to start reaching out to brands or for brands to be interested in working with them no I think anyone can I mean as long as you're kind of like putting it out there and you know I would say like if someone wants to work with a brand and they never have before you know definitely already organically and naturally be sharing things that Mm. you love products you recommend brands you recommend because you don't want to be like not posting anything like that and then all of a sudden when you get some sort of pay yeah. or post like then you're suggesting something that can come across as like okay do you really recommend that you're just getting paid for this and we don't right so you want to already be you want your audience to already be used to you sharing things that you love mm-hmm. but yeah I say like you know reach out like the worst thing they can say is no I think you do not have to have a certain number of followers to start that I love what you just shared like you know I just listened do you follow the skinny confidential by chance I, yes So I've been listening to her podcast lately and she just shared one where it's like micro influencers specifically can grow so fast. And, you know, she was sharing that they shouldn't just be in it for the paid promotions, you know, Mm -hmm. that they should start sharing companies or products that they love and like, you know, not even worry about the money. And that's how you're going to gain the trust with your followers, but then also gain attention from these brands. Yeah. I mean, I think being authentic and honest is very important. Yeah. You know, you need to be sharing the things that you are spending your money on every week. And, you know, those are the brands that you really love and you want to always be sharing that. Yeah, I love that. Okay, this is, I know probably there's no typical day, but can you say, share what your typical day looks like? What is that schedule? I usually wake up at like 6.30 or 7 in the morning. First thing I do is get all my blinds open in the apartment, make my coffee, come back in bed. I'll do like a devotional, read my Bible for a little bit. Um, and then I pull up my laptop and I start working on my, um, like Johnson work. Um, so I'm doing that all day long. And usually on my lunch break, I'll do something for my own social media, whether that's like, you know, I have an hour to take some photos for a brand or, you know, catch up on my emails or just do some Instagram engagement Mm -hmm. on my account. And then in the evening, I'm either hanging out with friends or going to some sort of media event or going to the movie theater. That's like (laughs) number one hobby on my list. (laughs) Yeah. I'm either hanging out at a friend's house, hanging out with my roommates on Instagram, catching up, you know? Yeah. Okay. So then this kind of goes for both like your lifestyle blog, you know, coffee table and Johnson Automotive, but what's the most rewarding aspect of everything that you're doing? I would say just the people that I've met along the way and the people that I get to interact with, you know, every week, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the blogging community. Like I've just become really good friends with so many lovely, like local ladies. And it's just been, it's like having a huge group of friends, like that you can reach out to at any time. So I think that's been one of the most rewarding things is just all the people that I've met on the internet that I would have never known yeah. wasn't for the world we live in today. Okay. And then what's the hardest part of being a blogger, lifestyle, 
blogger, a content creator? I think really the time, the time it takes. Mm-hmm. I mean, the time it takes to grow. Like if you want, if you want to grow a lot, like you have to be putting in a ton of time into that. I think it's also really hard to get content, like to take photos. Um, at least for me, like working a full-time job, you you run out of light. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Luckily we have like good, like you got the setup <laughs> during the summer now, but um, that can be hard too. Just like finding time to like get ready really quick and like go outside mm. and take some photos. I'm picky about mine. So it like, it's hard for me to like schedule things out, but yeah, everything. Yeah. It takes a lot of time to do a lot. So no, I totally agree. I think that's something that, that most people just don't think about, I guess, is just the time that these you, these content creators are actually taking out of their life to create these things, post, blog, you know, sh- yeah. show themselves on their stories. Yeah. You know, it just seems like so easy, you know, before I even entered this tiny space, there's much, much more work than I, I ever realized. Yeah. How do you handle haters? How do you handle someone who slides into your DMs <laughs> and is like, just being nasty? Luckily, like... <laughs> It, I like it hasn't happened I don't think oh really I'm so happy for you I've got a couple like weird messages that I'm uh-huh. like are you being sarcastic or are you being rude like I can't tell I've definitely received some critical things but um nothing too bad but Oh, God. At the end of the day, I'm like, you know, just be nice and, you know, it's one person. So to me, it's like, okay. Well, you have your head on straight anyways. You're like, you're not my mom. You're not my best friend. You're not, you know, my sister. Like People never know, like, you never know the whole story. Like, you never know what's going on in someone's life behind the scenes. So Mm -hmm. I just think... Like, you can't judge people, like, until you really know them, so. Okay, wait, I don't even have this question listed, but you have mugs. You create mugs. You sell mugs. Yes. I remember seeing them on the holiday season. Where did that come about? Tell us about this. Yeah, so it kind of started, I worked with my friend who does some graphic design on creating a Meredith College mug. Mm -hmm. Um because there really wasn't a cute one available <laughs> like when I was getting my class ring oh don't have it on you don't have it on <laughs> <laughs> don't have it on shame on me <laughs> but yeah so at Meredith getting your class ring is a really big event and a huge deal you know people love to get like their bigs or their little gifts and things like that so I did a coffee mug because that made sense to me it's what I wanted so I yeah. um it's on brand for you, coffee table blog. Yeah, exactly. So it made that one first and it did really well. I remember when I first came out with it, it sold out in like 30 minutes. Oh my minutes. God, that feeling must have been yeah. so good. Yeah, like immediately had to order more. So yeah, so I still sell that one, have tons. Um, and then I did another Meredith one. And then, yeah, I always just kind of wanted to expand it a little bit since the Meredith ones did well. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, some a fall one or Christmas would be fun. So just made it happen this year and sold out, which was awesome. Oh, I but love it. It's definitely something just, I, it's fun. It's another way to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love them. They're so cute. I remember seeing them during the holiday season and I was just like, so on brand for you too, you know, like coffee table blog, yeah. you know, connecting through it. And who doesn't love a coffee mug? I love coffee mugs. I collect them. Yes. And they're such like an easy, perfect gift. They're a good price yeah. point. Yeah. You can never. Yeah. Okay. So those are on her website, y'all. 
Let me just throw that in. So if anyone <laughs> wants a mug. Yes, I'm on Etsy too. We're a year into the pandemic, which is crazy. How has that affected you? How has that affected your business? It's been hard. Um, I feel like the past year has been the biggest struggle just for me emotionally. Just not seeing the people that I was used to seeing. And I, I feel like I got so much joy from getting out and experiencing new things and visiting you know, new restaurants or just grabbing coffee with a friend and kind of all that came to a halt. And I was staying at home (laughs) for an entire year. And I stayed pretty like cautious throughout the whole year and really didn't do too much. So it was really hard just trying to figure out like, okay, I normally post what I'm doing when I'm out and about and in Raleigh or Durham, whatever. So figuring out like what I wanted to share over the past year was hard too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad things are kind of opening back up, but it was, it was hard. Yeah. I can't imagine. I mean, especially because you're working with like a lot of local businesses and a lot of them had to, you know, pause at least for a moment. And yeah, yeah, I, I'm so grateful that we seem to be kind of moving forward. We see some, a lot, I see a lot of light hopefully coming, but yeah. It's, it's been a tough year. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I just have a, a final few questions for yeah. you. Are you a morning person or night owl? Um, morning. I get really tired at like 10 o'clock and I'm, I'm like shut down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exactly the opposite. What is one of your current favorite local coffee shops, restaurants? My current favorite coffee shop is Lucky Tree on Hillsborough Street, um, right across from Meredith College. I love it so much. The owners are amazing. I love all their baked goods. It's just mm-hmm. everything about that place is perfect. Mm. I just love the vibes inside. It's so relaxing and it's yeah. so unique too, you know? Yeah, it's a great spot. Okay, your go-to drink. Are we talking like alcoholic? Either or. <laughs> I would definitely say a margarita. No rim, classic. Um and then if we're going coffee, I love like an iced oat milk latte with mm. some sort of like cinnamon syrup or a lavender. Oh, that sounds so good. Lavender right now too for the spring. Mm-hmm. What skills and strengths of yours would you say has helped you the most throughout your journey? A skill that really helped me is I'm a really good listener. I think because I'm more quiet, I'm, you know, I tend to just not say much and just sit back and listen. Um, so I think that's been helpful for me just to connect with people better I I really do care you know how people feel and how their day's going and so connecting with different people who follow me and just different people in the community I think being a good listener and I don't know it helps me get to know people better and totally being a good listener is like one of the most sought after traits I feel like I'm like that friend that people just call to like dump everything on and they're like, I'm sorry I didn't let you talk. I'm like, it's fine. I don't have anything to say. I'm here to listen to you. We all need friends like that. Those are the best. (laughs) I love that. What advice would you give someone who wants to get into digital marketing? I would say definitely like, like showing your work somewhere, like having a website or actually posting to your LinkedIn or even on your Instagram. Like if you are applying to a social media job, people are going to go to your social media and Mm -hmm. see how well you do yours, which I know sometimes isn't a good reflection. Um, I know some people who work in marketing, they just like don't have time to care about theirs at all. 
Um, Mm -hmm. but I think when you're starting out, like that is something that people look at. So just mean being mindful of like sharing your work and your experience have it somewhere. Um, because people who are looking to hire you will, will creep in. Yeah. Don't want to see. Okay. What advice would you give someone who wants to be a blogger, a, you know, content creator, get into that space? Yeah, I would, I would say just start. Um, if that's something you want to do, just go for it. And like I was saying earlier, just like focus on sharing the things that you already use, use daily, share the brands that you already loved and have loved for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think also too, like, don't worry about comparing yourself to other people because everyone's different there's room for everyone um everyone has different personalities and you're gonna favor one blogger over another like there's room for anyone to come on and be an influencer or be a blogger so yeah yeah, just, just remember that like there's gonna be somewhere out there who will who will bond with you and like who you are no I love it I love all of it I love your story and I, I, I love that, you know, there is going to be space for someone who wants to be in any part of this, yeah. you know, someone's going to connect with you yeah. and, and that's all you need. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Find Your Niche. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Anna. If you did, please leave a rating or a review below and follow us along on Instagram at Find Your Niche.